Welcome to Better Than Nothing with Gavin and Seamus. A podcast where one guy named Gavin and another guy named Seamus talk about all the stuff that happens in between nothing and everything. Get ready for laughing, for crying, and general bewilderment with Better Than Nothing. Let's do this. So in Switzerland, did you have access to all these movies? <laughs> if, you, if you have a good connections, <laughs> like, like I have a friend. You have a friend. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I grew up, uh, especially with the spaghetti westerns, you have to imagine I didn't watch them in, in English. I watched them in German. So like okay. their voices were German. It was dubbed, yeah. very well done. So a lot of those movies uh, growing up, I, I saw, but all with, in German. Yeah, with okay. German, like Clint Eastwood had a German accent. <laughs> Actually, he was not even accent. He was talking German. Jawohl. Yeah. There you go. Is something going up there on your screen again from Germany? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it must be, right? Let's yeah. see. Boom. Oh, they, they heard. They heard. Even though it's not live, they're like, oh, some, yeah. someone's talking and, about and, you know, Speaking ago. about spaghetti westerns, there, there's another guy or there's a couple, a couple, another couple in a sense, like two guys. They used to do a lot of West uh, uh, westerns too, but then uh, movies together. It's Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill. I don't know if you ever heard of those guys. I was amazed that I just talked to somebody here at work that they he knew all these these movies and and they're very well known in germany because terence hill he has blue eyes like super baby blue eyes blonde hair and he was he was from uh, tirol which is a part of italy but it used to be part of austria so you have those guys that look <laughs> austrian or germanic but they speak italian because they're italians it's like territories that changed hands over the years, you know? And so he, his, his, his real name is Mario, blah, 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 whatever, you know, but then he took on the name, <laughs> name Terrence Hill and he actually lives in the States. He's still alive. And Bud Spencer. He is. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. He's oh, look at that. Mario Grotti. Mario Grotti. There you go. And Bud Spencer, I don't know what his name was. Uh, I have a book about his life. Amazing guy. And, uh, and he, he was, a, he was an Olympic swimmer when he, he was in the Olympic team as a swimmer. And if you look at him, uh, some of his pictures, he is pretty, you know, uh, has some weight. I mean, he was, he was tall. He was like uh, 190 centimeters tall, whatever. I don't know how much that is. He's probably 6'3 or 6'2. I don't know. No, more. 6'3 six, for sure. So he was a tall guy. But, you know, and so, so they, they made these comedy or comedy movies where they just beat people up and you have the, you know, <laughs> and the and sound I, effects <laughs> exactly and uh friends and friends of mine and i we used to do like afternoons where we would just do but spencer and terrence hill movies and watch a bunch of them with some food and and they did some they did some spaghetti westerns too is actually leone directed some of their movies when when it was not you know some of com- comedy and some are more serious like um Django you know there's like before uh what's his name before, we yeah. did it right. um what's the director's name um uh I see his face I was right. just talking about him too yeah um, um Tarantino Fiction and, and all these like uh, Tarantino. Tarantino. Tarantino yeah Quentin and so before he did read it Django Django there's I don't know how many Django is probably 
50 jungle movies out there. Yeah, and originally that. it was Franco Nero, I think, was the original jungle. Really? And he's actually, he's in jungle as, uh, he's much older now, but he was actually in, in that movie, uh, not as jungle, as, as another character. And uh, he has also very blue eyes and, you know, good looking guy. And so jungle has, I don't know how many movies, but those are all spaghetti westerns originally. That's that's funny because spaghetti westerns. I never, I never like really understood the term, but I never really thought about it. So, are spaghetti westerns mainly Italian movies? Yes, those are all. That's that's the all. Term is, See, I thought it was all, like because they have um, there are spaghetti westerns that are Asian films as well, but what? they came out yeah like in the eighties and nineties they had these really absurd movies, but noodle. they're entertaining. Those are noodle westerns. Yeah, yeah, noodle westerns. <laughs> So now we're getting to racism. <laughs> now we're getting to, no, 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 no. But um, so they would do spaghetti westerns, and they would even do like other variations of it, and they were entertaining, and they were slapstick, and they were just absurd. But I never, and I had seen other, you know, obviously the good and bad and ugly, and I knew that was a spaghetti western, but I didn't know why, and I didn't realize that that was. I learned something new today. I didn't realize that that was because yeah. it was an Italian movie. It's basically because those guys loved spaghetti. That's it. That's, That's it. it. No. Okay. okay. Here's another theory. It's because okay. Clint Eastwood is like, we don't have that much money, Clint. Yeah. But we can cook, have good food, Italian. Like, Everyday spaghetti. Italian food. We give you some spaghetti. What about that? You say yes. So yes. Yeah. And so he signed up. So and Clint like, Eastwood was in the military and his favorite food at, at mess in the mess hall was spaghetti because it didn't come around a lot. And he's like, just, there you go. and so when he was in it, it was like spaghetti and ketchup. Yeah. But then he went to Italy. Oh. He's like, whoa, this is real spaghetti? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right. What's well. that, man? <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to do a couple of movies with you guys. I just throw that in. I love the spaghetti. So My contract is I want a little bit of money, of course, to live, but then yeah. mostly spaghetti. Just yes. feed me. Feed me spaghetti. Yeah, feed me. And every time I come back, you feed me. So that's the contract. That's right. I can live with that. That's not bad. Hey, what about if somebody would offer us food, you know, for doing our show? It's like, we don't. Patreon, you know, like I would love to participate in helping you with the roof or Sammy needs carpet in his basement. I'm not going to say no to some steaks being sent to my house. There you go. (laughs) So I'll grow those babies up. Spaghetti, I'll take it. I take spaghetti. You guys want to make some homemade spaghetti and send it our way? Yeah. I'm okay with that. I take, you know, first first show we did, we cooked, right? Yeah. And uh, what episode that was. And then we, we thought like, hey, without mentioning this brand with the beer, would be cool like if if there's a anybody out there a microbrewery or bigger ones and it's like hey we're going to sponsor you guys uh i have no no issues endorsing that no no No, and i think if we can get one good spaghetti company and and one good beer company i think we're set absolutely yeah and then then we can take it from there you know whatever maybe we should make a list of what we need and then we actually it's like i'll put it on our we, website just be two pages of just things that we're looking for right now here's, here's a book of what we like oh i guess we, at the top of the show we did say we needed a, a roofer for you so we, there are there, there are things we need so yeah, yeah you, you you prioritize yeah okay. give generously people please yeah. we need help but um anyway um talking about well westerns is there any 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 other western that you that you like hey hold on okay yeah i i have i have one but go ahead i want to um i think it was john john wayne's last movie hmm. was uh true great no that was earlier uh the shootest okay. the shootest okay so he was he played this is like 
three years before he died. He played an, an aging lawman, gunman, who right. just wanted to die with dignity, and he wanted to die soon. Like, he was, just, he was ready to go. It was probably a lot like how John Wayne actually was in real life. I mean, the guy had one lung and, you know, had cancer in the other one, and he was ready to go. Um, but that was a very dramatic and powerful movie. He befriended this kid and, you know, became like a legend inside, or he was a legend before he went to this town and he was a dying legend and people wanted him gone. And, you know, he's a really old man. He plays much older than he was, uh, in real life and, um, ends up winning the day. And then he gets his, his final wish of dying peacefully, but he ends up one final gun battle against someone much younger than he was and a tyrant and and that was just it was so well done and so well acted and um I, I you know what that might be the one with um uh Ron Howard actually he might be that kid if i remember correctly cuz okay. he was in a i think he was in a movie with him i know he was um and this might be it um uh, sorry i'm just uh yeah the shootist that was it there you go. So the kid was uh, the kid was Ron Howard as uh, like a teenager. It was wow. really really good. That's the same Ron awesome. Howard that directs movies. Yeah, that was wow. Opie. Opie uh, from the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> oh my god! Happy days and the Grinch and all those all those wonderful yeah. things. Anyway, well, yeah, I, the I, shootist. I, I think I've seen the the shootist long time ago, but uh, makes me makes me want to see it again. I, mean, I would love to. Yeah, John John Wayne is a something else, man. Yeah, it's it's funny those movies. Um, those are great movies. It's just it's just the way they're, you know, the storytelling and the way they shot is like what we used to now. It's just a very slow pace at time. You know, it's like a whole sure. different way of storytelling. Yeah, and uh, I, I realized that when I saw, I want to want to really I think a great remake. Normally remakes are most remakes not happening. Right. Somehow. I, that's just my opinion, yeah. but um, um, the, the the Magnificent Seven, yeah, with Denzel Washington, um, you have uh, Chris Pratt, Pratt. Chris Pratt, um, Ethan Hawke, yeah, a bunch of other characters in there that that you would know. It, it's it's just such a good movie. I I I, I thought I think I saw it about three times already. Yeah. It's just so well done. And even my wife, she. Not even my wife. Also, my wife, she enjoyed it as well. It's so well done. It's such a great story. I think it's even better than the original. It's, uh, maybe some people that are a little older, maybe you don't agree. That's totally fine. I watched the original after that, yeah. and I watched it growing up. And uh, and I must say, it's uh, it didn't really do it to me, man. It's a uh, great, great cast, too. I mean, you have Charles Bronson in there. Yeah. You have Yul Brynner. You yeah. Yul Brynner actually grew up in Switzerland, you know? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't know that. Know. And so I think he even it was a citizen. I'm not positive, but he spent a, a, a good amount of time of his uh, growing up in, in Switzerland. Anyway, then you have, um, oh, who else is in there? There's a bunch of guys, man. Oh, um, Steve McQueen. You know? Yeah, of like, course. Uh, of oh, course. The greatest Steve McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and Horst Buchholz. So he's a German actor. So, hey, alle meine deutschen Freunde, Horst Buchholz war in Die Glorreichen Sieben. The, you know, in, 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 in German has a different title. The Glorious Seven, the Magnificent Seven. The Glorious anyway. Seven. Yeah. But uh, so that's a German actor. He was he was a very young actor at that time. And, you know, he he was in there as well. 
and and there's some other guys I can't think of now, but but yeah, it's it's a great cast. They did they did a bunch of, I mean, because uh, because half of them get killed off for most of them. I think three yeah, survive. In, in both, yeah, in both, yeah, in both of them, yeah. both variations. Yeah, but so uh, so they made they made some more, but those were not that that good. But that's it's a it's an iconic movie, the, the Magnificent Seven, obviously, and it's it's it takes something to do a remake and do it well. And I'm telling you that whoever hasn't watched that, that's worthwhile. Yeah. All worthwhile. It's such a good movie. I mean, in most movies with Denzel, honestly, Denzel right. is just a fantastic actor who just he puts himself in every role. It's well, and I think a fantastic guy. You know, like obviously this is what you read. I never met the guy, but just what I read about him as a person, yeah. and and the way some of the things I've I've seen, what he posts, or some of the videos he talks about things. It's just very positive. It's it just seems like he has his act together is not we're not talking about nobody's perfect and and we're especially you gavin and me where we're not people who lift people up on a pedestal and think they're all that but but there's some that are worth mentioning because i think there's something there yeah yeah absolutely and like you said i mean it's i think it was because of the the way it was shot it's faster now a days yeah. than it was back then so it's you got to hold the attention of people but you had big names for this generation it was a great time to have like you had even if you're not a denzel fan because you might be too young you had chris yeah. pratt and you're like oh that's star lord you know so like you had like all these different generations all in one so you had our generation with denzel you had chris pratt with the newer generation um ethan hawk is an amazing actor in oh, most yeah. things that he does. So, I mean, he you had actually a broad went range. to, he went to West Windsor Plainsboro High School, same school as my wife right here. Really? That's where he went to school. Yep. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. he was, a, I didn't know he was from the area. Jersey boy. He's a Jersey boy. I don't know. I just, you yeah. know, he, he just always seemed like he was British. I know he wasn't. British. I know he's, yeah, no, I know he wasn't. He just, yes. he has that like, demeanor of like a, right. someone that's more sophisticated than maybe maybe, <laughs> from, maybe it's because he's played a, like a preppy boy in that poet society maybe it's from that oh, what a good movie we, yeah, we, that's a, we're, so, we're gonna so many rabbit holes we can go yeah we, we need to we need to stay focused okay but obviously we we, we love movies it's a uh, storytelling and stuff like that it's just amazing so but yeah I, I agree denzel denzel has some really really great movies glory um, like the, the, his, some of his uh, older, uh, newer ones, uh, the Equalizer. Oh, oh my God! It's the just, first one was amazing. Yeah, it's almost like it's it's the same. It's like the same genre, kind of like um, John Wick type of thing. You know, kind of an older, more refined yeah. John Wick oh, yeah. who's like looking to just go away and retire. You know, just yeah, and and, and you know, he's former military, and uh, he's not just an assassin. So it's different, but it's 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 like just a sense of justice or something like, you know, why they tick and what they want to do. It's just, uh, yeah. Denzel, and Denzel doesn't age either. And this no, guy looks insane. He doesn't looks age. Insane. He Book looks great. He looks so Sorry. Great. I'm just thinking out loud. No, no, he looks so great. I just saw one of his movies recently, Deja Vu. Yeah. Which I've seen so many times because the acting in that, the storyline by itself is, is really good, but the acting in that is, is quintessential uh, Denzel. But, Anyway, so he brought that flavor into the Magnificent Seven and, and that just that 
in in between like all the comedic aspects of everybody else, even though it wasn't a comedy, you know, he still had the comedic flair because of these people and how well, it was. Chris Pratt, you know, he has that 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 the best scene with Chris Pratt in that movie, in my opinion, is as when they all, you know, they tried to teach him to shoot these these guys, whatever, you know, from the town. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Jesus wept. <laughs> Gording his scriptures completely out of context, but completely works. Completely, and works. I had to laugh so hard. I keep laughing about it. It's just so good. It's, it's just so good. Amazing, amazing. So, yeah. so we talked about some of our favorites. Um, are there any that you haven't seen that you kind of wish you did see that Westerns? someone told you about? No man, I'm, I think well, I have a I have like a file with Western movies in it, and okay. and some, I, uh, uh, you know, there, there's a there's one with Robert Redford, Jeremiah Jones, or Jeremiah some I don't know, like um, I don't know, I, I don't know the name. So yeah, there's there's some older ones that I wanna wanna watch that are on my list. Yeah. Also, High Noon we didn't mention. High Noon is is a, is a phenomenal movie. High know, Noon, where, and after you, Robert Redford, Butch Cassidy, so, and Sundance Kid. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of the most famous and based on a true story. <laughs> you know? Right. So yeah. I mean, there's there's so many we're forgetting, and we're probably there's so many. Yeah. Else. No. And uh, Open Range. Open Range is yeah. great uh, western, I think, with Kevin Costner and um, what's his name? Um, ah, all the gentleman. I mean, now he is um, Robert Duvall. Yeah. I it, thought it was Robert Duvall. I, I had yeah. that picture in my head of, of him. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and also um, the the lady in there is she's also is um, uh, I can't think of her. I'm a little tired. Speaking of Kevin Costner, did you see his version of Tombstone called Wyatt Earp? Yeah, I did. It's, what uh, what a bad timed yeah. release for that that film. It was right after the other one. It's like, ooh. yeah, well, that, that happens at times, man. They, they they I don't know those studios. Maybe you know they have these whistleblowers. I don't know, like oh, you know they're making this. We should do that too. Is like, I don't know how yeah. that works, but you know, like you remember like Deep Impact, you know about comets yes. coming down or whatever. And at the same time, there was Armageddon with yeah. Bruce Willis. So it's the, the same. It's the same concept. Just I don't know. And uh, it came out at the same time. It's, yeah. it's I don't know why they do that. Yeah, Wyatt Earp, um, you know, uh, they, they have more of the backstory, which is interesting, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Uh, great cast, too. There was a lot of great actors in there, but it, it really didn't, I don't know. Maybe if I wouldn't have seen Tombstone. I think if you saw the been... other one first, yeah. Right. Wyatt Earp had to be seen first. And like you said, it wasn't about, like Tombstone, you know what it is. That was the town. That was yeah. what it, that was the time oh. and period in Wyatt Earp's life. The other one was a backstory. But they did try to do the OK Corral in it as well, and it just you didn't have Val Kilmer's Doc Holliday. It just didn't no. work. It just yeah. Danny Quaid, uh, Dennis Quaid. Quaid sorry, Quaid. it is good. I mean, I'm not again. Look, uh, also yes. Kevin Costner works for me, uh, but yeah. but I I think yeah. If you if you've seen the other one before, it's just um, you're you're done for. I yeah. don't know. It's just really hard to beat. And also thinking of Kevin Costner, I mean, hey, Dances with Wolves. I mean. That was, I mean, it's not that it was revolutionary. I I think what was, it was so, it was long. It was dramatic. It was. Everybody told him not to do it. Everybody told him you're crazy. And how many Oscars did he win? I mean, this movie is amazing. It revitalized his career. I mean, it it got him into, I don't even know if that was before or after Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which was a fantastic movie. Um, Yeah. 
But I, even I, though, I, even though, sorry, like him as Robin Hood, the only guy who speaks American with an American accent, and yeah. everybody, I think yeah. first he starts out trying to do a British, and then yeah, <laughs> as the movie goes along, I think he's like, you know what, forget that, you know, it just doesn't work. You had Morgan Freeman as a Saracen as well, and it's like, oh, it, uh, yeah. he had no, his accent was more British than it was anything else, but but Alan Rickman as. Alan Bickman. Oh, jeez. Something else. The best actor in in the generation. But anyway, going back to... We're going off off course again, which is okay. It's just like uh, Alan Rickman, I just had to think, hey, I mean, uh, Quigley. Yes. What about Quigley? Quigley down under. that's That's a Western, and he's like the perfect bad guy. As you pointed out last show, uh, British accent, right? And and Tom Selleck, Quigley is actually one of my favorite westerns too. This is such a good movie. And there were a couple, right? There were a couple Quigleys. No, I, I don't. Just well, Quigley down under. I know. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the same. The one and the same. Quigley yeah. down under. Or Quigley. It's it's just it's just like this. For those, I don't want to give it away, but it's like leading up to the end the you know the crescendo of the movie you would never i mean you just don't expect what's going to happen and you could not foresee it and it's just fantastic so i I would love to spill it my boat my son would spill it now he's like it's like no just watch it watch it i I completely forgot about the ending so yeah there there wasn't another one (laughs) but um let's talk about parodies for westerns parodies for western parodies western parodies so what do you think the most Probably the biggest one would be, and it's it's controversial because of what I, know, they did. I know where you're going with this. I, I think I am. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> Gene Wilder is probably one of the best actors of that that age and most underrated yeah. for what his comedic performance and anything he does. I remember reading an interview with him. Um, there were several times that Mel Brooks came to him for different movies. He wanted him in like everything. And it got to the point where Gene Wilder is like, all right, listen, I'll do this one. But for the love of God, don't put yourself in the movie. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, stop putting yourself in the movie. I love you. You're one of my favorite people, but stop putting yourself in the movie. And Blazing Saddles was that movie. He's like, please don't put yourself in this movie. And didn't know that. And he like, he, he loved the script the the part that we're talking about with the other actor and where it goes, it's like it was really pushing boundaries at the time, and it it just took it oh, yeah. a whole different direction. But, but the comedic but performance can by, do that. Yeah, the comedic performance by everybody was absolutely Look, amazing. If if you know some of the story of Mel Brooks, uh, some, I mean, there's there's a great there's a great show, a great podcast I, I listen to. It's the way I heard it with uh, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe, and, yep. uh, and he has like I, now it changed a little bit. I haven't listened to much for the newer shows, but like the original one was like five minutes. It's like for yep. short attention. Yeah. I talked I about that. this on an episode of uh, right. or Sam. He, I am talking yeah. about. It. So it's it's always like he he's starting to tell a story about a, a certain person, a celebrity now, somebody known, and you don't know who it is because he just reveals it towards the end. And there was one about Mel Brooks, and it's fantastic. It's it's literally fantastic because the guy wasn't, uh, you know, he was in in World War II, and he, I don't know in details, but he did some really crazy stuff in the midst of the battle, just making fun of the Germans and with loudspeakers and whatever. And uh, and that's when all this stuff was then uh, came to him with the springtime for Hitler for the producers and this whole thing. Like yeah. it's just. He's just he's just so 
um, I would say creative and and you know like like you said pushing the boundaries. It's 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 parody and it's comedy. And before it was like oh you can't or you shouldn't do this. Like it's just you know his heart is. I don't know. After, after, if you know his story going through World War II, what he saw and what he experienced, I mean, like maybe people have more understanding for some of the things that he yeah. didn't. Why? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying it's an excuse. It's just, it's just, a, it's it's just like my favorite movie actually with Mel Mel Brooks is uh, Young Frankenstein or Frankenstein. Oh yes, Frankenstein. That is just Frau Blüchner. Here's another thing for our German Frau Blüchner. <laughs> like the horse you know it's just it's such a great movie one of the most well done it is such a good movie it was unbelievable that's that's something tights that's a parody from robin hood like uh with with some great actors actually in there i mean it's carrie ellis from princess bride you have dave chappelle's in it you have tracy ullman Tracy the witch. Is the witch. And actually, people don't know she's also a great singer. She has some really cool hits. I didn't like, know that. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's great, great movie. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, some some stuff is 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 in there that whatever you know. But overall, it's just funny. You know, that's actually one thing that I ever heard anybody like talk about recently. In in what? the light of what's been going on the last couple of years, no one's ever said anything about that movie. I've never heard that come up in the news for anything. Robin Hood, Man in Tights? No, not Robin Hood. Blazing Saddles. Oh, Blazing Saddles? <laughs> yeah. No. But, so Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks was always, every one of his movies pushes the boundaries in some way or another, if not yeah. in all ways. You know? yeah. and, and, and the guy, he's still around, man, and he's he still, still sharp, and he's still like, I mean, he's probably is 90. It must be, no, I think, yeah. over 90. Yeah, he was on... Um, uh, Comedians in cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, and actually it wasn't with him. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld was actually talk, talking to Carl Reiner, an old actor who's been in like um, all of the um, uh, what are those the um, Ocean's Eleven movies? Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. Ocean's Twelve. He was he was Sid, I think. Thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, yeah, or Sid, yeah, something like that. But um, so what happened was he was. Um, he was talking to him, and he was like, "Let's let's go over to you know. Why don't you come over to my house and bring some dinner?" And Jerry Seinfeld's like, "Okay, I'll come to your house." And he ends up um, sitting down, and then here comes Mel Brooks. So Mel Brooks goes over to Carl Reiner's house every night, and they just sit and they watch TV and they just hang out. <laughs> and so he's like, "Did you bring extra soup? I told you to bring extra soup." And then they go through a whole a whole routine. And Jerry Seinfeld is not a guy to sit in the background. You know he's he's in the forefront of everything. Every right. room that he goes into, not this room. This yeah, room had two comedic guys. geniuses, and he just sat back and it's... loved every minute of it. <laughs> I had to cut the feed right there because we actually went into a completely different topic, like immediately after that sentence. So, and that's going to be more for either a later episode or more likely for some of you who are Patreons. Um, it's going to be behind the paywall. Uh, exclusive content that you can check out if you become a member and support the podcast. Uh, in order to do that or find out more information, go to gavinandshamus.com and go to the support section at the bottom. And um, yeah, it would be great if you were able to do that. Uh, another way that you can support the podcast uh, without money is just tell everybody that you know about it. And, you know, that'll help us greatly. Um, like and subscribe which, which, on whichever platform you're using 
to listen to this and that'll also give us um you know a little a leg up and if you are so inclined to leave a review that'll help with the whole algorithm on apple podcasts and uh spotify and all those big platforms so thank you very much and uh until next time Better Than Nothing is produced and edited by Eobino Consulting in Glencove, New York. You can follow Gavin and Seamus on Instagram at Gavin and Seamus. To submit questions, comments, concerns, ideas, go to GavinAndSeamus.com and find out how you can support the podcast. Thank you for listening, and please share with your friends.